step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Spices and, and herbs like ginger and turmeric that you know, can support digestion and immunity. I mean, even high fiber foods that, again, promote healthy digestion. I mean, these are all foods that I would consider functional in kind of the basic sense. I agree with Ruth. Those are some of the things that you would think most people would have in their pantry and again, use often, but may not associate this idea of functional food with them. Um, and as you were saying, fiber it made me think about oats because oats, I like to think about oats as a functional food because it it's not this kind of glamorous, inaccessible marketing thing that people, you know, we'll talk hopefully a little bit about something like medicinal mushrooms, which are amazing and exciting, but oats is a quote unquote basic food for many of us. And it's nice to associate something like that with this idea of functional food that it has a function beyond its basic nutritional profile. Hi, and welcome to another episode of Alternative Food Network's podcast series, Plant-Based Diet. I'm Esther Garfin, the founder of Alternative Food Network and host of this series. Although I should note that I'm looking for someone else to take the reins and take over the hosting duties on this series. So if you're someone who is passionate and knowledgeable about plant-based eating, plus you have experience hosting a show, send your CV to alternativefoodnetwork at gmail.com. As for the show today, are you wanting to be more proactive in supporting your health? One way to do this is, of course, through food, which is really what Alternative Food Network is all about. And one trending sector is functional foods, which can be used to prevent and manage chronic diseases, lower cholesterol, lower inflammation, and calm the nervous system. I wanted to know more about functional foods. So on today's episode, I'm talking with Ruth Elnikave, who is the founder and CEO of Joya, a functional food brand on a mission to help people feel better, think better, and live better. Also joining me is Kate Taylor Martin, who is the owner and founder of Nut Bar, a superfood cafe with three locations in Toronto, Canada. Welcome to the show, Kate and Ruth. It is so nice to have you on. Thanks for having us. So great to be here. Thank you. So it's interesting that you both are business owners, but you also both have other education and experience. Like Kate, you're a holistic nutritionist, and Ruth, you're a certified nutritional practitioner, a classically trained chef, and as you say, a recovering corporate lawyer which I can actually understand that part. Um, so can you each tell us a little bit about, you know, how you got to your current businesses, how you got to now? And Kate, maybe we can start with you. Great. I think that my journey probably started, really started when I was working at St. Mike's Hospital. I was doing their uh, PR and media relations. And I think it just smacked me, uh, really hit me hard working in a hospital and healthcare setting, just 
how much we are in the midst of a health epidemic. And, um, you know, the rates of heart disease and diabetes and cancers are skyrocketing. And I don't think it is a coincidence that so too were some of the, you know, quote unquote, terrible foods we're eating. And I think you only have to look at some of the chains that people get their coffee at every morning um, across this country. And so many people are fueling themselves on heavily refined white sugar, white flour products that really don't do us any favors and are devoid of, of any of the nutrients we need for optimal health. And as I said, I think that this just really hits home when you are working in a hospital and you can just get a firsthand sense of the magnitude of it. Um, and this just really kind of awoken this curiosity in me about food and how we could potentially start to think about healing ourselves and just shift the focus, I guess, to take some accountability for our own health when when possible. And so I enrolled in the Institute of Holistic Nutrition and started doing that course part-time nights while still keeping my job at the hospital. And I was just blown away uh, learning about some of the incredible powers and potentials of these superfoods that had these extremely, extremely nourishing, nutrient-dense benefits. And I started to learn about them and then think about how I could incorporate them into foods that I wanted to eat, snack on during the day or, you know, feed my family with at night. And so I would make these little snacks and give them to my friends and family. And everyone said, this is great, but you know, there's nowhere that I can go out and get something like this on the go. And this was about five or six years ago. So the landscape has changed quite a bit, but that that kind of realization that people were open to it, loved the taste of it, really were excited about the health benefits, but couldn't get it anywhere, really um, inspired the idea for Nut Bar which uh, I started in December of 2016. And it is a superfood cafe concept in Toronto. And so it's kind of this healthy coffee shop idea. We have amazing coffee and milk alternatives that are real organic, not from a bag box or can, creamy and delicious, and pair that alongside all organic nutrient-dense food. So since 2016, we've opened three locations and um, are still growing and it's been quite the journey, especially <laughs> over the, the last eight months in the midst of a pandemic. But um, it's been, I have to say, exciting and challenging and really truly tested my limits uh, with two young kids at home and trying to navigate this. But if anything, it has actually uh, sort of restored my faith in our customers and humanity and all these little beautiful ways to see how people have showed up for us. And we've actually done really well over the last couple of months, I think, because people, especially now, are realizing the importance of uh, the role that food can play on our immune system. And, uh, you know, the, talking about the immune system used to sort of be this abstract, very unsexy thing. And I think we've realized more so than ever, as it's very close to home right now, that without an optimally functioning immune system, we really don't have much. So it's been exciting to see how people have come to us and are eating well and asking questions. And there's a, there's a, yeah, it just feels like there's an energy around what we're doing right now. So we will see what the future holds, but that is uh, the journey of how I've ended up on this podcast. <laughs> Wow, and an amazing journey it is, and to be continued, I'm sure. And and Ruth, what about you? How did you get to Joya? Well, before I get to Joya, I just have to say that we are blessed in Toronto to have Kate and Nutbar. There is nothing like it. 
uh, blows my mind living in such a metropolitan city like Toronto International. You know that there's so few options, but Nut Bar is a gem of gems. Oh, and thank you for saying that. <laughs> unless you gate. Um, yeah, it's it's funny. I feel like I'm gonna say a lot of similar things to Kate, but uh, I think that's what's interesting. So my journey, I won't cover the whole thing. It's it's a bit of a lifelong journey with food. And I mean, I went to culinary school oh, before even law school so many, many years ago. So it's it's been this dance with, with food and wellness my whole life. But similar to what Kate said about, you know, being hit in the face with the realization when she was working at the hospital, I kind of had that same realization when I was on Bay Street, um, driving myself into the ground. And and so for me, it wasn't even just watching what other people, it was watching what this lifestyle was doing to me, someone who their whole life was so focused on health and wellness and fitness and eating well, um, and realizing that this wasn't unique to me, that there were many people living these go, go, go lives where, you know, even if you want to be healthy, it just ends up not being able to, something you can prioritize and falling by the wayside. And so that's when I kind of had my first realization, at least on a personal level, that something needed to change. And I actually became ill very soon after leaving the law because I had run myself into the ground for so many years. And so for me, this kind of all happened while I was studying holistic nutrition at the same school that Kate went to. And it was almost a blessing in disguise that it happened to me at the time because we were learning, again, about the power of, of all these ingredients and all these alternative modalities. And so at least for me, as I was dealing with these health issues, I understood what was happening to me. And I also had these tools to deal with them and heal them. And it was at that moment for me where actually experiencing and seeing the power of these ingredients and these kind of alternative modalities and traditional medicine in both healing disease, but also just staying strong and preventing disease was when I knew that that was what I wanted to share with more people. Um, and for me, the gap at the time in the market was, you know, there's we're not the first brand to do what we're doing or to create products in this space, but I felt that everything that I could get my hands on was either effective but truly tasted medicinal and not something mm -hmm. you, you wanted to incorporate into your routine or tasted fine or maybe not medicinal but was laced with sweeteners and processed milk powders and like you really questioned the quality and it wasn't necessarily something you wanted to be consuming. So that was the gap I saw. And when I decided, okay, I, with my culinary background and now my nutrition background, and I continued studying and kind of delving deeper into that world, I felt like that was a gap that I could fill and set out to create products that were kind of as delicious and enjoyable um, as they were effective and powerful and medicinal. And and so when was Joya born? Joya was born slowly over a couple of years. <laughs> we were we were kind of market testing here in Toronto at a few farmers markets some products um, as early as the summer of 2018, and then did some refinements and kind of decided what 
what line we wanted to focus on and bring it to market and packaging and website. And so it was finally um, end of October, beginning of November of 2019 that we officially launched. Oh, happy anniversary. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Okay. So, so it's, it's, I mean, I always love to hear everyone's journey, especially because I'm a business owner as well in this health and wellness space. But on this particular topic, I, I think that a lot of people don't really know what functional foods are. So Kate, maybe could you help us understand what is a functional food? Absolutely. So functional foods are foods which essentially provide a health benefit beyond just a basic nutritional need. So beyond just filling our stomachs with, you know, micro and macronutrients. And I like to think of them almost like a bridge between a food and a supplement. So instead of just acting as fuel, functional foods promote optimal health by doing things like, you know, helping to reduce the risk of disease, boosting metabolism, helping with digestion, improving nutrient absorption, calming the nervous system, all those great things. So yeah, a functional food, um, the best way to think about it. And I think a lot of these words can feel not overwhelming, but it's it's difficult for people to feel like they're accessible. Um, so I don't want this to feel kind of scary or overwhelming. The simplest way is just a food that provides an additional health benefit beyond a basic nutritional need. So maybe we could talk a little bit about what kinds of functional foods people might already have at home, particularly if one is plant-based, let's say. I mean, what, what does someone already have who might not realize, oh yeah, I've got functional foods at home already? Ruth? Um, yeah. And just to add to Kate's last point, I think that's exactly it. It's, you know, it's this new term. It's not even that regulated. It's kind of a, a marketing term in the industry, but just because the term is new, it doesn't mean the foods are, and they're actually not. These are, it's just a way to describe ingredients and foods that have been around for millennia and we've been using for millennia. So it's, uh, it's just, you know, we realize benefits about things and then we kind of come up with a industry term to define them and summarize them, you know, for marketing purposes. So I think some really basic ones are a lot of spices in our cabinet, in our pantry, uh, spices like cinnamon that can really impact blood sugar, spices and, and herbs like ginger and turmeric that you know can support digestion and immunity. I mean, even high fiber foods that again promote healthy digestion. I mean, these are all foods that I would consider functional in kind of the basic sense. I agree with Ruth. Those are some of the things that you would think most people would have in their pantry and again, use often, but may not associate this idea of functional food with them. Um, and as you were saying, fiber, it made me think about oats because oats, I like to think about oats as a functional food because it it's not this kind of glamorous, inaccessible marketing thing that people, you know, we'll talk hopefully a little bit about something like medicinal mushrooms, which are amazing and mm -hmm. exciting, but Oats is a quote-unquote basic food for many of us, and it's nice to associate something like that with this idea of functional food that it has a function beyond its basic nutritional profile. And, you know, with its soluble fire, it can do something like help manage elevated cholesterol, for example, which uh, fits it into this category, but we don't need to 
think that it's something, you know, that we don't have already at home. And just to add to Ruth's list, other things like, you know, green tea is great because it's so high in antioxidants. Um, nuts are uh, obviously high in all the healthy fats and something like vitamin E, which is an antioxidant. So they can, you know, lower rates of heart disease or bad cholesterol levels, inflammation, leafy greens are amazing. So a lot of these things that are very familiar to many people still fit into this class of, of very, very functional foods. Kate, you were mentioning medicinal mushrooms before. Would that be the next level of functional foods that people may not have at home, but they could easily incorporate into their diet? Yeah. So there are as I said, I think a good way to talk about functional foods or categorize them so that it doesn't become overwhelming is to think about things that might already be easily in your pantry at home that you're very familiar with. But then there is also these quote unquote new, even though many of them have been used for thousands and thousands of years, but maybe just becoming a little bit more mainstream and talked about foods that offer a really potent uh, nutritional and sometimes even medicinal benefit. So something like that is medicinal mushrooms, this class of mushrooms are very separate than a culinary mushroom, like a button mushroom, for example, that, as I was saying, have been um, used for more than 4,000 years and harnessed for their incredible healing potential. So as you know, a class in general, they all have uh, really powerful immune boosting properties. And then each medicinal mushroom kind of has its own maybe signature is a good way to say it, signature benefits. So lion's mane, for example, is great for brain health and cognition. Cordyceps is great for energy. Reishi is a really potent adaptogen, and uh, it's really great for calming the nervous system. And shaga is sort of the king of the medicinal mushroom family, is one of the highest uh, antioxidant foods on the planet and is great for vitality and energy and wellness. So that's something I am very excited about these days and uh, certainly has a lot of benefits. And then other things that I think people may have heard but might not be super, super familiar with or might not be in their pantry, something like matcha, which is definitely gaining a lot of popularity. Matcha in its purest form is ground up green tea leaves. So instead of just drinking the water that's been steeped in green tea leaves, you're actually consuming the green tea. And um, it's a functional food because of its proven properties. It's a really, really potent antioxidant. It's antimicrobial, antifungal. It has some cancer preventing properties. It's cardioprotective. And then the last one maybe I'll touch on is um, coconut yogurt. So anything with, anything that's fermented or has the pro or prebiotics is so great because it can improve the health of our microbiome, which of course is so important. It can affect so many different aspects of our health from our immune system to our nervous system, all the way to our personality and our mood to the obviously related digestive system issues. So that just kind of gives you an idea how foods, specifically functional foods, can really play a role above and beyond just filling your stomach. Right. And and because, you know, this is a plant-based diet podcast, it, it sort of sounds like many of these functional foods are vegan or vegetarian. Is that correct? I would certainly say so, yes. And what about collagen? Because collagen comes from an animal usually, does it not? It does. You can get bovine collagen or um, the collagen that we use at Nut Bar is sourced from sustainable fish scales. But yes, it is 
most often um, derived from animals. So the brands right now, and you're right, I would agree that I think that's the only kind of animal-based functional food that kind of came to my mind. Um, the, the few brands right now that are selling products that they're either marketing think kind of incorrectly as a plant-based collagen or a collagen promoting powder, which is more correct. Um, it's exactly that. It's, it's ingredients that help the body promote its own mm-hmm. collagen production. Because again, collagen is, whether it's in a human body or animal body, it's an animal-based compound of, of the body. So yeah, you could, there's definitely plant-based ingredients that can promote production of collagen, but oh, there oh, isn't plant-based collagen per se. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. And perhaps we could talk a little bit about the price point of this area. I mean, if someone goes to a cafe or if someone's buying, a you know, consumer packaged goods, how expensive are the items? A tea at Nut Bar versus just, you know, your regular Earl Grey tea. Is there going to be a big price difference? There is. And what's really interesting is to think about how my answer to this question has evolved since opening. So, you know, obviously, from a business perspective, our prices need to fall within a certain margin to be able to operate a profitable business. And so when I was first opening and creating this menu and would crunch these numbers to figure out what we needed to charge in order to maintain a business. I, I was mortified. I remember, you know, doing the the math to figure out how much our nut milk costs. And I was like, I can't put this on the menu. People are going to come in and laugh in our face and walk away. And I was wrestling with the idea because I knew that I wanted to offer some of the most nutrient dense foods and I didn't want to compromise on quality or nutrient integrity or, or the fact that our food was organic and, you know, after doing a ton of focus groups and, and really thinking through our business model, I realized that, unfortunately, kind of the accessibility conversation is, is a much bigger one, especially in this space. But I realized, you know, our, this food can't be for everyone. And I hope that that starts to change because a lot of it is quite inaccessible. But for our specific customers and our specific demographic, I knew that people were coming to us because they did not want to compromise on food quality and that they were willing and able to pay for a superior product. And so now instead of shying away from that and almost, you know, apologizing, trying to put it behind the scenes, that's very much at the forefront of our brand to say, this is an extremely high quality product. We do not cut corners in anything we do. We carefully vet our suppliers. We make sure that, you know, our coffee is um, a direct trade model so that the farmers are being paid properly. We make sure that our food is organic, which, you know, means a lot of fair wages for workers. As I said, our nut milk is 30% nuts, whereas a typical box nut milk is only 2% nuts. Um, We source our matcha from the Ujjayi region of Japan, which means that it has zero radiation exposure. I mean, we really think through every single um, supplier and ingredient and menu item that we bring into our space. And so that definitely costs more, 100%. Um, 
drinking a chai tea that we offer that is real chai, um, a blend of 11 different herbs and spices steeped in real raw organic honey with our uh, nut bar, nut milk, which is not from a box. It is going to definitely cost more than a processed sugary syrup that is put in a cup with skim milk. And so that's okay. And it's not, you know, one is very different than the other, but there is a reason that our food costs more. And I think it's worth, worth explaining that. Um, and so, yeah, you, you mentioned nut bar in your, in your question. So I just want to address that for sure that nut bar is definitely more expensive. And that is not because we're trying to pull a fast one on you. That is because mm-hmm. our food is far superior in terms of nutrient quality and, and density. But I think in terms of the bigger functional food conversation that we're having today, it is important to note that it doesn't all have to be a much higher price point that, as I said at the beginning, you can have um, oats for breakfast and put some chia seeds or hemp seeds on them. um, And that can be a really nutrient dense, cost effective breakfast. You don't have to have your, you know, matcha latte with nut bar, nut milk and uh, reishi mushroom in it with a bit of collagen, which, you know, definitely puts a strain on the, on the wallet a little bit. So I think for wherever people are at and however much they want to spend, there are options for them to make great choices for their health and well-being. Um, There's just certainly a spectrum all the way from oats at one end to, you know, dual extracted sustainably sourced shaga on the other and I echo that. I mean, almost everything Kate said, you know, even though our the nature of our business is different, but it's ingredients exactly like ours, you know, that Kate is is adding to her amazing lattes, um, you know, the medicinal options. And we have, you know, for us, it's, it's almost a comparative issue because a consumer going online, they sit there and they're making a decision to buy our product or very quickly and easily buy a different product and there's many options right in front of them online and there is a price difference and there's always going to be a price difference and we do the absolute best we can to minimize it but at the end of the day exactly like Kate said it goes back to quality and sourcing and every step in your process to ensure the quality of the ingredient and for us it's something it's the reason I found a joy and it was something I will never compromise we're going to independently lab test all of our ingredients and all of our products. And I spend months and months sometimes sourcing one single ingredient because there's so many places you could get it from and such a big difference in quality and potency and purity. And even down to the packaging and the quality of the packaging and the sustainability of the packaging. So, you know, at the end of the day, not all of that impacts the actual ingredient and but much of it does and consumers have a choice but there's a lot out there and because it's a a very early stage market and a lot of consumers don't quite know the difference I mean they've heard of these ingredients they've maybe read about them let's say chaga using chaga as an example you know it gets a lot of buzz and it's get written up but at the end of the day if a customer looked at one product that said chaga and another product they probably wouldn't know the difference in what to choose. And there's such a vast difference, everything from, again, just the quality of how the actual mushroom is grown to is it an extract or is it just a ground-up mushroom? Because if it's an extract, it could be 20 times as strong as the ground-up mushroom. And has the company lab-tested it to ensure 
that it's not contaminated and not going to affect you negatively or not. You know, there's so many things that go into creating these simple powders or seemingly simple powders. And so absolutely, once you kind of get into the market for these ingredients, anything that's truly good quality and trustworthy is sadly not, is going to be in a higher price point. And I can't wait for the day where that changes and these ingredients are more accessible to the mass market. But just like, you know, with freshly prepared food in the restaurant and Kate's business, same thing with packaged products. It's, there's a night and day spectrum out there, you know, between what you can get your hands on and, and the cost reflects that most of the time. And and given that you both work in this space, do you find that there are a lot of misleading claims being made, both with regards to packaged goods and also at restaurants and cafes and, and places like that? In my space, it's less, uh, it's not so much misleading claims because, you know, we don't have the like consumer packaged good that um, Ruth would have mm-hmm. experience with. But what I've really realized in almost four years of doing this is the way that you can mislead customers who don't ask the questions. So if we didn't say we were organic and if we, you know, didn't, we, we've really made it so that we've held ourselves very accountable. But, you know, I've gone to a, a cafe before and ordered a matcha latte and it's unbelievably sweet. And I would ask why. And they'd say, oh, we cut our matcha with white sugar. So I know to ask the question. I know where to know where it's sourced, all that kind of stuff. But for the average person, there are so many ways that they can be misled into thinking something is healthy. You know, Mm -hmm. most people without diving deeply sort of know or think that getting a matcha latte in the morning is quote unquote better for them than getting a coffee. And they think that they're making a healthy choice for themselves by ordering a matcha latte with oat milk. But if that matcha is cut with white sugar and the oat milk is a barista blend from a Tetra pack that is sterilized and pasteurized and has added sugar, um, that is doing them no favors. And so that's the thing that gets me frustrated is people who are really trying to make healthy choices and uh, places don't make it easy for them to do so. Uh, mm-hmm. So I think that's what I realized is how you know people people can't see in the kitchen doors. They can't see behind our counters. So there's lots of very questionable things that we could do if we didn't really, you know, base our entire business model off of cutting no corners. But what's exciting or promising is seeing how the customer is is very quickly evolving. So when we first opened our doors. Four years ago, a very common question from customers was, what is matcha? And I'm noticing in only three and a half years, that question has evolved to where do you source your matcha? Which I think is just very telling about the our customer base, that people are becoming much more aware of and empowered to figure out what, the, what they're putting in their body and holding businesses a little bit more accountable. To speak to the CPG or the, the packaged food space, I think the challenges are a little bit different, definitely um, room for misleading. And I, it's a little bit different in Canada and the United States. But yes, it's the regulatory regime around um, dietary supplements, at least in the States, and the equivalent kind of category in Canada, which is called natural health products, is, is quite different. And in the States, you do end up having a lot of brands selling products with these functional ingredients, 
but often either incorrectly selling them as a food product as opposed to a supplement or selling perhaps they've made the right decision. But in any event, um, there's no, unless you get audited by the FDA, there's really no check and balance against the health claims you're making on your package. So yes, if one day you get audited, you better have the backup and you better have your ducks in order. But if that doesn't happen, again, no one's checking and, and you can really get away with doing just about anything. So you do in the States have, unfortunately, many products uh, where you know, the brand may add a sprinkling of an ingredient that we know of is powerful, but but barely, you know, enough to do anything and then make claims or plaster, you know, adaptogenic or plaster other health claims on their packaging. And for me, as a brand owner, you know, who started a brand specifically to combat and to do the opposite of this, it's frustrating, but not even so much, you know, because they're a competitor and they're making false claims. Because I think to me, in the long run, it's the true quality products and the truly, you know, authentic and transparent brands that will be the ones that are still around. But for me, what's frustrating about those false claims is, you know, there's still many, many, many people, consumers in the market that are skeptical about, you know, whether these ingredients really work. And when you get brands barely putting any, you know, anything in a product and calling it, let's say, adaptogenic, and then people buy it and spend all their money on it and use it and don't feel a difference, you've lost them for life. Like that's Mm -hmm. it. They're like, yeah, see, Mm -hmm. yeah, I knew it. It didn't, this is all be, you know? And so that's what kills me about that practice is just the, you know, the reputation it's giving for the whole space. And, and it's especially at this time where it's still nascent and we're still as an industry doing so much to educate people and teach people. And then kind of, you have, these activities that are detracting from that and making it that much harder. So that's the frustrating thing to me. But again, it it also presents an opportunity for us as a brand to do it right. And, you know, if we do it right and educate our consumers well, then again, it's a point of differentiation for us. So it's kind of both a challenge and an opportunity. Now, you you were mentioning a few times, actually, the word adaptogenic. So I've heard the word adaptogens used quite a bit. Can you since we are educating our audience right now about functional foods, can you explain what are adaptogens? Sure. Uh, It's a term, this one wasn't coined by an industry association, more so by a group of scientists, but it's a term used today to refer to a group of herbs and functional mushrooms that have been studied for many years now and have been proven to all do three main things. And that's firstly, help the body adapt to the effects of stress. So kind of build a resistance against the effect of stress. Uh, The second thing is help the body support normal metabolic processes. And the third thing is to help restore systemic balance, what we refer to as homeostasis in the body. And that's overall balance, but also very kind of primarily the nervous system and the immune system. Like those are the two core, which in turn affect uh, the rest of the body. So when you think about it, stress and elevated stress response in our body is, is the result of hormone levels that get thrown off. And our body doesn't work in distinct pieces. Our organs don't work separately. Our body works in unison. And so when hormones are off and the nervous system is aggravated and off, 
those hormonal messengers and those nerve messengers stop functioning properly. And that means everything in the body isn't going to function properly because they're not sending the messages properly. So, you know, even though we talk about adaptogens as being responsible for kind of those three main categories of things, they really, it's why they end up affecting wellness in general is because when you get your nervous system in check and your hormones in check, you're setting yourself up to have everything functioning much more strongly. And the flip side is true too. When you're very stressed and your hormones are off and your nervous system is off, your digestion is going to be off. Your immunity is going to be off. Your cognitive function is going to be off. Everything's going to be off. So they're, they're almost, sometimes when I think about it, I, I still pinch myself and they almost sound too good to be true. But yeah, it's this amazing class of herbs. And Again, we, we've given them a name recently, but these are herbs and mushrooms that have been used for millennia in traditional cultures and traditional medicine. So it's, so adaptogens, they're, they're herbs and mushrooms. So it's like a, a subset or a category of functional foods. Would that be the right way to think of it? I, I would say, yeah, I'd say that there are just certain functional ingredients that also meet the definition of an adaptogen. And so they, um, yeah, and they're functional in the sense that, again, they support the immune system, support nervous system, support the body's response to stress. And again, some of them have, you know, nutritional value as well. And and many functional foods have nutritional value as well. But as Kate said at the beginning of our conversation, they're kind of the next level because they also affect the functioning of the body. And a really important thing, I think, to note with adaptogens, again, kind of going back to industry and claims, is that there's actually the list of ingredients that have been extensively studied and proven to be an adaptogen is actually not all that long. Um, Unfortunately, there's many ingredients that, at least at this stage today, are adaptogen-like or adaptogen-ish, and <laughs> you get uh, brand, you know, brands and 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 even practitioners, you know, kind of loosely using the term and calling them adaptogens or saying their product is adaptogenic if it has those ingredients. But to truly, and they may eventually, once they're studied extensively, and you know, maybe five years from now, some of these ingredients will actually be proven to actually be adaptogens. But right now, there's just again only a certain list of ingredients that have been studied extensively enough in all kind of areas of what it means to be an adaptogen that they've been established and proven to be an adaptogen. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Now, before we end, I cannot end this without asking you about chocolate as a functional food because I'm a chocolate holic. <laughs> <laughs> And lots of people are. So, I was going to say, aren't we all especially? <laughs> I actually know someone who doesn't like chocolate. <laughs> I actually, actually know someone. But most of us are. So uh, what, what types of chocolate products do you sell? Just to give me a, a taste. 
Yeah, I can almost hear you salivating, Esther, on the other <laughs> It's that time of day for me. It's that chocolate break time. <laughs> yeah. um, so we actually just launched a healthy Nutella, which is the most delicious, and I will send you one, the most delicious um, chocolate spread. And the only ingredients in it are 100% organic, hazelnut butter, sunflower seed butter, coconut oil, sea salt, and a little bit of maple syrup. And it is to die for. So we have that. Uh, oh, and of course, raw cacao. Um, and then we also make um, our signature nut bar is a, um, for all intents and purposes, sort of like a healthy brownie. Um, and it is raw cacao is the chocolate that we use. Um, and it's sweetened with dates and it has pistachios in it and nuts. And it's like, Oh my gosh, a bit salty and sweet, and I feel like we just really go on a tangent here. Um, this is a whole other show. This is a whole other show when when we can be together and taste yes. test. Oh yeah. Um, oh, wow. But what I what I did want to say to your listeners is just and kind of the point of of nut bar is that we can truly satisfy these cravings for chocolate or sweets in a way that doesn't have to be the typical heavily refined white sugar, heavily processed nutrient void way that we're used to. I have that nut bar that I was telling you about sometimes for breakfast. It's, you know, I give a scoop of that healthy Nutella to my three-year-old son and feel great about it. There's a way that we can use just whole real nutrient dense foods, add a bit of rocket cow into it and create an incredibly satiating and satisfying snack that doesn't, you know, cause our blood sugar levels to plummet, cause my three-year-old to run around screaming <laughs> in the house for two hours. Um, and I just always like to share that message that, um, you know, eating well, I, I never want people to feel like you have to sacrifice something because of course we all love chocolate. And, you know, even having a real chocolate, quote unquote, real chocolate bar now and then is great. And there shouldn't be any guilt associated with that. But that for, you know, our daily consumption, um, having Ruth's Joya bar, I mean, it's just as satisfying and satiating as a regular chocolate bar. And you don't feel horrible after. And I think that that's a really exciting thing. I literally am salivating right now. <laughs> I just want one of those bars. Um, yeah, it's, it's so, so true. And I mean, we we happen to have, I guess, two also two products that, you know, fall into the cacao or chocolate uh, space. Um, one of our elixirs in our, in our main line of elixirs is a cacao-based elixir. And it's the same thing. I mean, you can buy some commercial supermarket brand of hot chocolate, and I don't even know what percentage of that is cacao or cocoa powder versus sugar and everything else that's in there. But, you know, absolutely, like our elixirs are all a thousand percent pure, no additives, no sweeteners, not even, you know, stevia or anything like that. And so you're, you're getting an heirloom directly sourced raw cacao powder combined with, you know, many of the ingredients, um, adaptogenic and other ingredients we've spoken about today, spices and other herbs. And then we've got our line of chocolate bars, which kind of in the world of healthy and not healthy chocolate, I mean, this is truly the extreme of healthy. Our bars have two ingredients, cacao and a bit of coconut sugar. And that is it. And there's really no need, again, you go and you buy supermarket chocolate bars and I've never understood the need for the fillers and the lecithin and 
the sta- you know stabilizers and it just I don't even know what percentage of the chocolate that ends up being and then the quality of the cacao itself is you know questionable and of course the cane sugar so there's definitely in the chocolate bar world you know the candy chocolate and then brands such as us who you know offer dark chocolate which is 70 80% high quality cacao and then a, a little bit of sweetener um and and kind of back to your just original question about it being a functional food i mean you know yes for sure it's i think it's both a superfood and a functional food it's got the magnesium it's got a bit of fiber um a, a number of other minerals and nutrients um but also very high in antioxidants which again you know affects um the body in a number of ways including helping to reduce free radicals so definitely uh top of my list from a superfood and and again an easy one to access right it's not medicinal per se it's not created in a lab it's not a powder it's just something delicious that you can incorporate into your day-to-day oh that's amazing as if we're not salivating enough about healthy chocolate for those of you listening to this podcast i've also asked ruth and kate for a recipe which we're going to send to our newsletter subscribers and share on other alternative food network platforms so uh both ruth and kate are providing recipe and i just want to thank you both for that and uh, kate if someone is looking for a nut bar where should they be looking what's your website it is nutbar.co, and right now our th- two of our three locations are open. One of them is in a gym downtown, so that is not quite as pandemic-proof as the other ones. And we are actually starting to ship some of the stuff through our website, nutbar.co, if anybody has a craving for the healthy Nutella we talked about. It. And how far are you shipping? We, right now we're shipping within Ontario. Within Ontario. Okay. And um, also we are recording this during the COVID pandemic, which is why, Kate, you referenced that right now two of the three are open. I mean, there there are limitations obviously right now, but once COVID is over, you will have all three up and running, correct? We will. Thank you for saying yeah. that. That feels like yeah. light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's hope. Let's hope. <laughs> Okay, and Ruth, if someone is interested in getting some Joya products, where should they go? Yes, so we are currently just about to launch wholesale. So at the moment of this recording, um, our website, joya.ca, is the one place you can buy our products, and that'll be changing very soon. Um, Also, at the time of this recording, we haven't quite yet launched in Canada, so by January our amazing, loyal Canadian customers who've been so patiently waiting this entire year. Uh, it's, it's been challenging being a Canadian brand and not being able to sell here for going through some regulatory hoops. But come January 2021, uh, we will be able to offer our products here as well. Nice. Okay. Looking forward to that. Um, but for our U.S. listeners with a delivery address in the U.S., if you want to order from Joya, you can use promo code AFN20, that's capital A, 
capital F as in food, N as in network 20, at checkout at uh, joya.ca, and you'll get 20% off your order until March 31st, 2021. So thank you very much, Joya, for that. Just to wrap up for both of you, and Ruth, we can start with you. What are your top three functional foods? Oh, wow. Um, Right now, I would have to say lion's mane, matcha, Oh, it's so hard to pick three. There are so many. It's um, another favorite just right now, but honestly, there are so many, is um, an amazing Ayurvedic herb called Mikuna or Mikuna Purians. Okay, Kate? Okay, I think I would say spirulina, which is a blue-green algae. I Um, did a podcast on that, by the way. We did a whole podcast. Yeah. So you know all about five. Ooh, oh, I, I do. go back and I'll, listen. Yes. Okay, sorry. I didn't mean it's to interrupt. Okay, no, spirulina I love and... it. Yeah, spirulina. <laughs> and everyone go listen to Podcast 5 because it's so exciting to learn about uh, I the think it's episode 5. <laughs> that's, that's a good one. Uh, I would have to say Shaga, as I talked about the king of the medicinal mushroom family, just because it is uh, so great for feelings of vitality and energy and wellness. And then to right now manuka honey which is kind of a dark mm-hmm. thick honey that's produced in uh, New Zealand and it's really infamous for its wondrous healing properties it's really rich in enzymes that fight pathogens and antibacterial and all that beautiful stuff so those might be my three Okay. Well, really, it's been a pleasure speaking with you both today. Thank you so much for being on the podcast. Thanks for having Thanks me. For having us. To all of you listening, I hope you found this podcast informative. Please leave a rating wherever you're listening to the podcast. And if you want to receive our monthly newsletter with recipes and discount codes, just go to our website at alternativefoodnetwork.com and subscribe there. We also have a Facebook group called Alternative Food Network Group, so please join the group. Until next time, thanks for listening. All content provided or opinions expressed in this podcast are for informational purposes only and are not a substitute for professional medical advice. Please seek advice from your doctor or other qualified healthcare practitioner. It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.